Do you know what most people don't know? The secret to authentic personal style is to stay in tune with a high level of self-awareness to reach your full fashion potential. The book, What's Your Mean, goes beyond telling you what to wear, how to wear it, where to shop. It dives into the journey of who you are and reinforces that with appropriate wear to make you stand out in your industry unintentionally, decluttering and managing your wardrobe. Makara Reed's proprietary system for fashion identity will lead you on a 180 path of fashion transformation through personal style consulting. All right, we are live with a special edition of What You Mean, the conversation series. We are, we're in a different platform. We're usually on Instagram, but since we are exactly seven days away from my book being officially published, I had to do a special edition, of course, and I have Valerie with me today. Woo! <laughs> happy to be here. So to... I'm glad. Thank you so much for taking time out to join me. So let's get this episode started. I usually start out with a pat by reading a passage from my book, and then we get into yeah the topic uh the topic at hand. So it's the topic for tonight we're going to be focused on intentional dressing for your professional brands. So I'm going to read two sections from my book that focuses on, um, that talks about this topic. Intentions are essentially planned out goals you have in mind. They are well thought out and have meaning behind it. It involves looking ahead, which is crucial for adults. Aligning your personal style with the activities in your life makes everything relevant to where you are going. The personal style that works for one woman will be quite different from what works for another. The same is true for of their means, which are as varied as the women themselves. Having an intentional image is important for several reasons. One of them is that it gives clarity of what your image says about you. Because as I tell my clients, when you enter the room, your image speaks before you say anything to anyone else. Make sure your image supports your reasoning in the most accurate way. When you assess what visually works for you, you'll discover that there are strategies to looking good just in business. Attention versus intention. Now that we've gone over chapter one, which is mission, chapter two is is um, confidence and it's on paper, it's time to put those thoughts into information into a planned action. Doing this helps you understand the importance and and purpose of your bigger vision of your image and directs your mind and action to help you achieve whatever you are aiming for. Intention and attention sounds alike, but their meanings are vastly different. Intention requires concentrated work that, that aims towards a goal while attention does not. You are giving attention to anything and everything, but intentions are meaningful, long-term impressions on your image that will advance your opportunities. And Olivia, which is my client in the book, was mostly interested in attention without having any solid intention, which meant she put minimal effort. So my first question for you is, does your wardrobe have any intention, benefit intentions for you? Well, uh, when I am planning on going to an event, I decide before I go how I want to show up. And I, I'm, I have two professions. I'm a, I'm a realtor and I'm also an artist. And so this is a little bit of a challenge for me because um, you know, they're two different groups. And sometimes they're the same group. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, so I find that wearing base, a basic, almost like doing a painting, you know, putting a putting mm-hmm. a wash and then doing the basic colors and then adding to them, depending upon also my mood, mm-hmm. will determine how yeah. I want I want to I want to dress up or I want to use accessories. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I I keep 
my my basic wardrobe is pretty basic. I wear a lot of blacks, a lot of browns, whites, and then I I, mm-hmm. I, I dress it up with a scarf or a, an interesting piece of jewelry. So it depends on how I want to show up and how I want people to react okay. to what I want when I walk into a room. So say you are doing a house tour and the people look like they are, they're, they're kind of fun. They, they have fun colors on, their personality is fun. What would you wear? I might wear jeans with a funky jacket and maybe mm-hmm. an interesting scarf and a fun mm-hmm. piece of jewelry. I, I, I love brooches. I love pins. I love, uh, I love antique jewelry. So I might put, I might mix yeah. contemporary with antique. So it depends. Okay. I like to, I like to um, mix and mix different periods. Mm-hmm. myself. And do you get um uh, do you get good feedback, good reception from when you do that with when you like seek out how their personality is and like any other additional information? Yeah, I learned a long time ago to mirror and match. When I sold photography in New York City, the first time yeah. I walked into an art director's office, I was dressed like I was going to church. And the art directors in New York were weird black. <laughs> So, yeah. so I, he said to me, is this the first time you've ever done this? It was so obvious. So I realized at that point that I had to study the culture of the dress. Yeah. And then I went out and bought all black clothes <laughs> and I started pitching sales. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's important. Well, that's good that you picked up on that observation. A lot of people kind of like, what am I doing wrong? I just see, you know, I'm I'm just wearing black. Black makes me slim. But you took the uh, you took the next step by observing what you were doing wrong and then making the adjustments. But I did notice that the the art directors all wore black, but the creative directors they were a little bit more they expressed themselves more freely. And they yeah. would wear like bright colors. And they, you could tell who was the creative director and who was the art director when you went to an advertising. Place. Yes. So. Yes. So. It, is always, <laughs> it is always like that. Definitely more playful, colorful, or accessories. They're, they're, or definitely the shoes. For, yes, yes. Yes. All right. So, okay. So if we have, so if you have like a, a conservative upscale type of client that says, you know, I, I need to sell my home. And he's, he's like very much in a rush. What would you wear? I would probably wear my pinstripe uh, sports jacket and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, black pant, black uh, dress pants, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe uh, a white shell underneath that. And, mm-hmm maybe a strand of pearls or an you know a, a more upscale piece of jewelry but very low key okay and what are you trying to what is like the intent behind that dressing versus the other person dressing well, the message is that i want to i want to portray to people that i'm stable and i'm reliable and that i am in control and they can trust me. Mm-hmm. And they- okay. Not relatable? Well, I, I would imagine that, that that type of person would relate to a more low-key presentation. Mm-hmm. Because it's really not about me. It's about them. Correct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have to kind of like be in the background. But at the same time, they confidence and being assured. Okay. When you have these two separate clientele, are you seeking attention or intent? No, I'm I'm not seeking attention, but I I want them to feel that they can relate to me, that they can be comfortable with me, that I get them. Because Mm -hmm. people want to be understood and people want to be heard. Correct. So one of the ways we do that is by mirror and matching. 
Mm-hmm. That's a strong uh, nonverbal cue of matching or mirroring even like with body language. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times I kind of, when I go to networking parties, I definitely look at the feet first. Yeah. When it's a group of people, I see who is kind of like out because they're not really interested in the conversation or topic. I kind of go to that person. So, and then I also look at people who, you know, they put their arm up, the other one will put the arm up or the other person will cross the legs and then they'll cross the leg. I kind of look at people who do that kind of body language. But as far as like dressing, I think that your merge is like so interesting, especially because you do art and we are in the 23rd. Yeah, we're, we're in 2023. And it's a possible way for you to kind of wear wear your wearable art, not you know you with the fun person you could possibly wear like your um you could possibly would have like a shirt that has like your art designs on it and maybe they can be more relatable. It doesn't have to be like a t shirt where your art is like printed on there, but something like a scar like a silk scarf and you have like that that paint on that scarf and. He'll probably be so wild, like, oh, wow, this scarf is so, like, artistic and playful. And then that can also spark up, you know, oh, well, this is actually an art piece as well. I just turned into a wearable art. Whereas the conservative person, you definitely would probably need to, like, tone it down because they probably don't like too much attention. I know definitely a lot of upscale people, there they like to keep a low profile. So maybe, like, a brooch, a, a unique brooch, incorporating what you said you like. You like incorporating two different time, time periods. So having that conservative, modern look and then the unique um, brooch that you can wear? Well, I, I love to go to antique centers and find mm-hmm. pieces of really the one, the piece I'm having, I have on now is an antique and I love it because I, it, it's, a, people talk, will say, well, what, that's so interesting. You know, what is that? And it, it starts up a conversation and it kind of breaks the yes. ice when you're talking to people. And also it's funny you should mention this scarf because one of my favorite designers is Robin Lennon. She has a shop up in Newton and her, everything she makes is each piece is unique. And I have a piece of her. um, I wear this a lot. This is kind of just what you were talking about. This is a a long scarf and it's got, it's made of different materials. Yeah. And I wear it and you can wear it different ways. And so Mm -hmm. I put this on and all of a sudden my outfit is different. Yeah, it's fun, like you're saying, and like people, it's just a, a thing to talk about and pe- make pe- mm-hmm. people feel that they have something other to talk, something to talk to you about other than business at first, so that uh, then you get to know each other that way. Yes, I definitely think it kind of just breaks up the. It's like an ice barrier for real estate agents to have like unique accessory pieces, especially since. You guys have days where you're you're on you're at your desk, and then there's some days where you're doing tours. So you need to have like that balance of comfortability, and for you to kind of just move, be in and out. But I think accessories should be like the strongest point for you guys, and scarves are like the greatest things I think is for real estate agents such as scarves, yourself. Um, shoes. One of the things that is mm-hmm. a challenge for us is we walk up and down stairs, we walk around properties. Yeah. There, sometimes we walk in mud, you know, and mm-hmm. we have to have, I have a lot of shoes in my car. I have a lot of shoes because I never yeah. know what I'm going to need. I have different, sometimes I have a change of clothes in my car because I, I may have to need a different type of client. So it's almost like having um, a wardrobe in a way. A mobile, a mobile right. closet in your yeah. trunk. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's why I said scarves. I don't know. Scarves first. It's just you can you can have the shorter scarves. You can have the long scarf. You can turn the scarf into like a brooch if you know how to tie very neatly. There's just so many ways you can tie a scarf. I think that's like the ultimate staple piece to switch out your suit, especially if you have like 
five consecutive navy blue suits. You can always switch it out with some some fun, funky, or just low key type of scarf. I, I agree. I have a lot of scarves, and I and I do. Lo- I like the different colors. I like the textures, and mm-hmm. it also makes you feel different. If it makes you feel different, yeah. you know, it's some of them are very soft, and so you, you know, you, it makes you feel a little bit more graceful. Uh, in the winter time, you know, there's more te- more texture opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so that's a whole nother, whole nother look. Yes. What, so what do you do for the summertime when it's like warm outside? Do you still wear the scarves or what is like your alternative? Sometimes I wear a loose scarf. I, I wear a lot of uh, blousey overshirts. Okay. Um, and they, you know, and then that gives me some, some options. And, and of course I, I wear a lot of white glassy overshirts so that I can do something different with a scarf or, or, mm-hmm. or and of course also white keeps you cooler. And uh, so I do like, yeah. I do, but I do like glassy overshirts in the summertime. Okay. And outside of work, how would you define your personal style? I'm pretty, I'm artsy, you know, artsy. I, I wear jeans, I wear, um, a lot of times I, I wear t-shirts with my, my, my painting smock over me mm-hmm. because I always keep my easel up in the studio. So when I have a break, I'll run over there and I'll do a little, another, another, right. um, addition to what I'm painting. So, um, and I, you know, so yeah, I wear, I wear t-shirts, I wear, um, polo shirts. Com- I'm com- I would dress mm-hmm. comfortably at home. Okay, so you said art. There's always something, you know, mm-hmm. nearby in case I have to run out the door. In case I have to run out the door. So you said artsy, comfortable. So that would be two words that you would describe your style. What is one more? Um, artsy, comfortable, and um, structured. I like structure. Structure? Okay. Structure. I I I'm not a fan of baggy pants, for example. You know, I Mm -hmm. like my pants to fit comfortably, like Mm -hmm. like I can feel them on my body. I just I prefer that. So it's a combination of uh, artsy and structured. I have this conflict going on, I think. You like free flowing type of where you can move around, but it's not like too loose. Right. Right. Okay. So if you were out running to the store to get more paint in your artsy, comfortable, structured outfit, and you've seen a client who you just did a house tour with, would you feel uncomfortable or comfortable? I would feel comfortable. Okay. All right. I would just I just want to see. Okay. I just wanted to see where we were at. Okay. Never, All right. I'm really outlandish when I'm out and, and about. I'm I'm always mindful okay. that I could be running into somebody who might want to know about real estate. You know, so I Right. I never I'm not real it's not like I'm going to the beach or I'm going to a picnic. Correct. That's right. different. Yeah, some people will want to just keep their their business aside from like what they do, their nine to five. So that's why I was asking you that question. Okay. So as far as like your wardrobe closet, let's get into your cl- your closet, your clothing mix and your calendar activities. So would throughout the week, do you do predominantly do a lot of um, your real estate work or do you do more of the artsy? I do mostly real estate and when I finish okay. my major tasks for a day, uh, then I'll go into the studio and I'll do some painting. I have I have an okay. alarm on my phone that goes off every day at five o'clock, and it says "Do art." <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that sound like me writing this book. <laughs> and if I don't do art for several days in a row, I, I become in a bad mood. You know, yeah, I really need that expression. It's so healthy. You know, recently we just um, did a show in Livingston and getting ready for the show was so consuming for us. And it, I really did put some of my real estate activities on the back burner because I had to get certain prints made. I had to have them 
added a certain way, how to have framed a certain way. And as soon as we delivered the art, I had to rush back and get mm-hmm. right back into my real estate because I had to make up for more time. But it was so invigorating and exciting that I was able to accomplish that. And each of us sold a piece of art in the show, which made it even more exciting. It's good. And it gave me a, a better balance. Okay. That I was taking time to do the thing that I really love to do. Yeah. So. Okay. Painting gives you joy. It makes your heart smile. So do you feel like your the clothes that you have in your closet balance out with the activities that you do? So it seems like you do half your time real estate and I'm going to say 40% of painting. Do you feel like the clothes kind of match up, your clothing mix match up with the, the activities that, that you do throughout the week? Because I know you also need to include family time. You spend time cooking. Do you have clothes for that section? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure if you actually. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I have a um, variety of aprons. Okay. And I'm fascinated with aprons. And I'm fascinated with aprons. Yeah. <laughs> they look unique. It's very interesting if you like search through. Like, I like going through Etsy. There's like a lot of independent brands who kind of just make unique, you know, aprons. And yeah, I, I definitely had found someone who is like fascinated with aprons too. And they kind of like, I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. I like this for cooking or painting. Yeah, that's right. Um, I would, recently I was going through my, my folks are gone now, but uh, my mother was very dainty and ladylike and um, I have a lot of her things. And recently I went through a drawer and I found one of her aprons. Ah. It was like so dainty. It had little lace around it and a little pocket, and it was it was just so sweet. But I, I couldn't bring myself to use it because I didn't want to stain it. But it was, um, you know, it was so sweet. It was like an expression of her personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now you got a taste of what your mom was wearing. It's probably totally different from what you are. You're probably like yeah. fun, playful, and just flamboyant. My mother was playful, but she was always very ladylike, and you know, she, you know, she was she was always very dainty and controlled, and you know, she was just that way. And I was a lot different. I, I guess I was more like somewhat more like my dad, but definitely myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I guess I wanted, uh, I wanted to be more expressive. My dad mm-hmm. was also a painter. He was also an artist and, um, he, you know, his profession, he was, he was a butcher and all his brothers were butchers, but he was an incredible artist as a young child and boy, uh, and passed that talent on to myself and my children. So we're all family mm-hmm. artists. It's a, it's a really. Yes. I remember you telling me. <laughs> That's so special for you guys to all kind of pass it down and the whole family <laughs> does it. So, okay. So do you feel like you have clothes, your clothing mix is equal enough to your calendar activities? Like, are you frustrated when you are getting dressed because you can't yeah, find no, certain no, things? No, okay. I'm no. Okay. That I don't have more closet space. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman's problem. You know, I'm going to tell you a funny story. I I was marketing this luxury property in Livingston, and it was just a drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. home. Uh, you know, five bedrooms, four bathrooms. It was just very very beautiful. The kitchen was stunning. The room that got the most gasps was the closet mm-hmm. in the master bedroom. I'm sure. Even the men, they came in and said, "Look at this closet." I did not get that reaction from the kitchen. It was the closet, right? It's very interesting. Yeah, the more yeah, certain certain areas in New Jersey, like the big closet, is like gold. And they have seating. It was seating gold. in the air by window. It was like a. It was, 
Oh, like a vent, like yeah, a vanity area. Room. It was like a, it was a happening in this closet. Oh man, I would have made me a nice little vanity area. I love vanity areas, like back in the day where you had the mirror, you had the bench. I love that whole, I have a picture in my little binder over there that I said, I'm going to get a vanity area when I get my house. Don't you worry. And the hair catchers that they have <laughs> and all these different things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 but, uh, I once went to a friend, my husband had clients when he was, he was photographing for Avon and he did a calendar. Uh-huh. Uh, and th- this couple had a house in Hackettstown and it was Victorian and it was set up just the way they lived back in that era. Mm-hmm. And they had things set up in a way where you understood what the purpose was of them. And one of the things mm-hmm. they had was this fan in front of the fireplace, a metal fan. And the reason they had that was because the woman's makeup was made with wax. And it would prevent oh, I've seen from that. melting their faces. So you can so interesting. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be hard to get yeah. out. That wax makeup. <laughs> Imagine. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. As far as um, so do- ready and getting for no, I when I purchase clothes, I have the, the basic colors for mm-hmm. each season, and I do add-ons with color and and you know, tops and so on. So I kind of know how to mix and match it by now. When I first started working after I got out of school, I, it was a bit challenging, but now I kind of, it's kind of like, almost like painting. You know, I kind of, I know what colors, I yeah. know what texture I want. Yes. I know what works with what, or at least I think I know. I mean, you probably know better than me, but uh, I think I have a, a pretty good handle on it. I recently went to a meeting, a Chamber of Commerce meeting, and I got there late. And when I was talking to some of the people afterward, one of the gals there said, I was telling her I'm also an artist. And she said, oh, I knew you were an artist when you walked in the door. So I figured, well, <laughs> it must work. I must have done the right combination for that meeting. Right. What colors do you feel the most confident in? I Red. Red. So you like the warm, your glasses are red. So yeah, you like the warm colors. What color is your least favorite? Green. Green. And I do like blue. I like I, wearing blue like a- very soothing. What, what shade? I like uh, peacock blue. blue. Okay. It's so like a very like vibrant kind of cooling. But yeah, you being like an artist, you definitely know what the uh, complementary colors are, the triad colors, what what colors are kind of combinate, what colors are like great combinations. It's kind of the same thing. I have my little color circle. When I first started my business, I went to a painter store Yeah, I went to the paint store and I grabbed a bunch of those little color palettes. And then I went to like the real artistic stores and I got the color wheel. And that is how I played around with colors because I did not understand the concept of warm and cool for the life of me in the beginning of my career. So I went to those resources to get a better understanding of um, that and then I ran into a graphic designer and they, the way they learned it, I forgot, I have it like in my notes, but yeah, I'm going to have to say going to a paint, the, yeah, the paint store and then the real artistic stores where you buy like all the tools and stuff. That is how I definitely educated myself on colors because they just kind of just tell you, oh, these are the colors that are warm. These are the colors that's, you know, cool, neutral, and don't really kind of like break it down when you're like in the fashion school. But I think, yeah, I would think you would have a nice understanding of color. I, I have also a memory for color. Mm-hmm. I could look at I could look at a color and just go to another place and pick it out again. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was looking at I'm putting together like these shopping bags since I've been uh, since I'm um, preparing to do um, be an exhibitor for a couple of shows and they put up a mock up and I'm like, that color handle is not <laughs> that is not my brand's color. What color is that? And they're like, oh, man, how did you? And I'm just like, I know my brand color. That is not the color. But yeah, I can kind of spot it as well. I'm like, this is too purple. This is not my brand's color. Take that off. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to know what what speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm like visually like stimulated to things. So that's, I'm just like, yeah, no, that is too purple. That is not my color. What color is that? Please take a snapshot of the Pantone, Pantone color code. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like, that's not my color. Yeah, I'm pretty crazy. Well, I, I went, my, my best friend asked me to come to her house one day and help her pick out the colors to paint her house on, on the wheel. Yes. Now, when I moved into my place, I had I renovated the house and I had to have, pick colors. It took me forever, forever to pick out the colors that I wanted. And, and I would paint swatches on boards and, and put them on the wall. And this went on for, for months. And some of the colors were so very, very subtly different. You could really even tell. It was just like this painstaking experience when i had when my girlfriend mary jane asked me to do it for her house i looked at the color wheel i picked up the i think i did it like in 15 minutes it was so because i wasn't attached to the outcome it was very and i knew i wasn't going to live with the colors so it gave me a freedom to make the selections but the idea of you know looking at colors every day on my wall i had to make sure they were right Mm -hmm. All right. So it was, that was kind of an interesting <laughs> experience. But to this day, she talked about it. She said, I can't believe you did that in 15 minutes. Can you now tell me what to paint on the outside of my house? Right. <laughs> I said, I can't believe I did it either. I don't know how I did that. That is funny. The eye, the eyes do not lie, do not trick us. For some people, they're not really detail-oriented when it comes to colors. But I'm, I'm like one of them, like, nope. That is not the color. Or the patterns. Oh, yeah. I don't play about patterns. Patterns. It's like, you know, you know, plaids with polka dots. It's like, depends. And it also depends on the person, too. I mean, some people can pull it off and some people can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends. I like if you do do it, it's like the small patterns and then like them being big. It depends where where it is, but I usually do small and then like uh, big. If if I do it, if I do it, um. Okay, so do you feel like your image needs anything to be more successful? Oh uh, yes, definitely. I have uh, issues yes, with my hair. I have issues with my hair. This is with your hair. With hair. Yes. Um. I'm married 38 years, and every time I come back from having a haircut, my husband hides because he knows I'm going to be miserable. No! So um, what I did was I just stopped cutting it for a while. I just I just can't deal with it. It's too emotional for me. So, <laughs> so I put on a headband, and um, you know when I'm ready to deal with it again, I will. How short were you cutting your hair? When I met my husband, my hair was very short because I lived in the city. Okay. I, in the city. I went to, to the top salons. I had the best hairdressers. And basically, they I had one hairdresser that said to me, you were made for short hair, and I'm not doing anything other than a short haircut on you. If you want to let it grow, I'm not cutting your hair. Rosetta was her name. And she just did hey, Rosetta. Just a fabulous haircut. I mean, she was she was an artist, and I knew that, so I okay. trusted her because I knew she was an artist. Right. But okay, and what made you grow it out over the years? Because I just couldn't. I was never comfortable after Rosetta stopped cutting hair. I was never comfortable again with anybody else. I felt there was nobody else that understood my hair. I have very very thick hair and. 
Um, well, be, being an artist, you know, I can see when it's crooked. I can see when it's not. I can see the mistakes. So that, recently I started cutting it myself. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we say as real estate agents, you know, about for, for sale by owners, we'll say, you know, do you, do you cut your own hair? And my answer is yes. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God. That, that strategy, now. <laughs> so you haven't found the, your next Rosetta. No, I'm gonna I'm say that. I'm looking for Rosetta. You're looking for the next Rosetta. If you do find the next Rosetta, are you gonna show her your old picture of how you had your hair, or are you gonna try to be more forward? and revise it a little bit for the new current you? Well, I have something that's in the middle well, I have something that was somewhat Okay. And I just I recently met a girl, a gal last week, and I kind of liked her vibe. And I showed her kind of the middle of the middle haircut that I had when my brother uh, Vincent got married. And, uh, okay. And we're probably going to go in that direction. I'm going to be meeting with her tomorrow. So I'm going to... Okay. <laughs> crossing the hand, crossing the fingers so with the new hairstyle potentially with the with the with the potential rosetta will it be a lot will it will it be aligned with your image as an artist and a real estate agent yes it, it will be i want it to be um a little bit more with i want it to have more movement and i want it to have um I wanted to be a little bit more expressive, and but I also need choices. You know, if I if I need to look more, um, shall we say, um, low key, then I want I want to comb it under. But if I wanted to to go to an event and I wanted to just let it be free, I want to be able to do that too. So I'll probably have you know mid length layers is probably the direction I'll go in. I hope your I hope your husband doesn't run away. But no bangs. I cannot stand <laughs> to have my hair on my face. Okay, no bangs. You don't look like you like bangs. Like you probably would get very annoyed oh, with bangs. It would dry, drive me crazy. Oh, it would dry, drive me crazy. Yeah, especially if they're like oh, growing, yeah. like one side or strand is growing, you know, longer than the other. It would probably drive you like utterly crazy exactly. and not focus on like. And, you know, if they don't cut it right and you have those little cut bits, it right and you have pieces kind of pulling Strands, around. loose. I just rip them mm-hmm. out. I just rip them out. That's how I deal with it. I rip Yeah, I don't think you would like no. bangs. No. Uh, you just no. don't give me that impression to like bangs or even the swoop bang or the swoop over. No, I just know. <laughs> <laughs> no oh man that's funny are you aware of what body shape you are are yes, you a triangle yes, or... I'm, I'm, okay I'm what an are eggplant. you I'm, I'm an eggplant no <laughs> I know I know about myself I know, I know about myself no All right. Okay. So, what is why? What is the widest part of your body? Is it your shoulders, yeah. your hips? Yeah. Okay. So you are a tr- you're possibly a triangle. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. It's yes. a pair. It's a pair. No, it's not a eggplant. <laughs> that is funny. So, do you are you secure with your hips being wide, or because some women are, some women are not? Well, when you have children, well, they come in handy. You have children, they come in handy. Mm-hmm. Because you just pop that baby on your hip, and it's all good. So it's all good. As as far as like clothes, are you in your appearance? Are you fine with? Are you comfortable with it? I find that dresses are very challenging with my body type because I'm smaller on the top. And wider on the bottom. So I tend to, as a matter of fact, even my wedding gown was two pieces. My wedding gown was what I you know, a, a, a sheet skirt, straight, and the top was, um, it was very, very interesting. It was uh, um, a silk taffeta, 
And the sleeves kind of came up almost like um, butterfly sleeves. And then there was this, this material that wrapped around and around and around my waist. And I tied it and it looked like it was a dress, but it was two different pieces. And that was perfect for my body type. But I find that I wear suits, I like wearing pantsuits. Once in a while I wear skirts. I don't wear skirts that often, but I, dresses are hard for me. Yes. Okay. Well, you brought the attention up here since your shoulders are more narrow than your hips. So you're having, you're creating that proportion with your body shape and bringing the attention up. You do that with your scarves already. But now that you're describing your wedding dress, that you had the sleeves, that's also just drawing up more attention to the upwards. And my hair was very short. Which is my a- hair was very short. Which is probably why you was very it was very suitable for you because you're drawing the attention mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As for me, I'm the opposite from your body. I have wide shoulders and my hips are narrow. So my attention goes to the bottom to draw like the illusion. That's interesting downwards. you should say that because That's the day I met you at the Nidrago event, I, mm-hmm. I, noticed I, I noticed your pants. I noticed your pants. Mm-hmm. That's my trick. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have broad shoulders for a woman. I am one of the girls that shop in men's sections or I'll go in like my boyfriend's closet and just take his stuff and make it real girly. But yeah, my shoulders are broad. The sleeves are always short. So I always have to get a size up and then take it in because the sleeves are so the sleeves are are short for me because my shoulders are so broad. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You need to have, so, yeah, we have, are the opposite. Yeah, well, I can sew. Wow. So I just get my little thread yeah. snipper and just yeah. cut it and just get my little sewing machine. So I went to the high school of fashion so, yeah. industry in New York City. I was going to be a fashion mm-hmm. designer. And mm-hmm. um, I made and, um, my, when my daughter was a little girl, I made her a Cinderella gown Cinderella. for Halloween. Yeah, for Halloween. And it was mm-hmm. so wonderful to do that for her. It was so wonderful to do that for her. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a problem yeah. to get this stuff. Not too many people do that anymore. Not too many people do that anymore. Yeah, I picked it up during the pandemic because I had such slow, drastically slow business. And um, just during, during my downtime, I just kind of found some pattern makers and I bought like some patterns and just started like sewing. So just re, re, just re-sewing, reworking things, making like basic um, stuff. I done turned all of my t-shirts, the fitted ones, I done sewed it. I sewed this shirt. So I did it all during um, the pandemic. So I've sewn like all the basic type of shirts and then like the playful pants, I'll try to like rework or I don't know. I'll, I'll support like an independent fashion brand, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I picked it back up during the pandemic. That was good. That was good. You made good, good use of the time. Yeah. I would have went yeah. crazy. <laughs> I, I would have went crazy because first eight months I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And let me rearrange my apartment, yeah. change yeah. some things around, paint the whole yeah. apartment. And then I was like, all right, yeah. all right, what are we yeah. doing yeah. here? Yeah. Yes. So, but that's interesting that you have. Okay. So we're the opposites. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Look at that. So do you have a lot of tops that have like the attention up top or details up top or no? I have one lavender top that has um, metal rivets that go around the top of it. And it's, I think that's kind of interesting. It kind of sticks out a little bit like the collar. I like that because it's just unusual and it draws attention upward. So that's one of the things that I have. But most of the time, I fill the space with interesting jewelry. That's a good strategy for you. That is the ultimate strategy for women who have wider hips than their shoulders, a.k.a. the triangle, because you want to create the illusion for people to look at the attention 
up top. So for wider hips and smaller, you need to bring the attention up here. So having like statement necklaces, earrings, and uh, puff shorts, scarves, yes, puff sleeves. Uh-huh. That all brings the attention when someone meets you, they're going to look at that. And then versus me, I mean, you just heard her say, you know, when she first met me, she noticed my pants and she didn't even notice my wide shoulders. And I didn't, I I had a tank top on too. (laughs) And you didn't even notice. So like I said, you got to create the illusion. Yes, I'm bald, so I do kind of cheat the cheat code because if I don't have any accessories on, I'm kind of just like bare. But um, but yeah, you didn't even notice my shoulders. So yeah, the eyes will dart to the attention and the details. So I had colors on for you. You may have accessory scarves, the your sleeves. You you may have like a bell sleeve or something that kind of will draw the attention and distract. The eye, the human eye. So I hope you learned oh, yeah, something I, there. I, I didn't think about the oh, sleeves, yeah, actually. I um, that's sleeves. a good point. I have one. That's a good point. I have one summer top that has sleeves that, that has go up to the uh, elbow, and I like wearing elbow. it. But I, I don't know why I like it. Now I know why. I don't know why I like it. Now I know why. Yeah. Look at that. See, we picking through. We're unpeeling. Layers of onions. <laughs> Layers of onions. <laughs> Yes. All right. So what would you like to set your intentions for your professional image in 2024? Uh, That's a hard question. I think I probably would want to be looking at dressing a little bit more sophisticated. I'm kind of like going in that direction now. I do work in the luxury market and and my passion is working with seniors. I, I just, that's really my favorite population to work with. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's a certain kind of way that I look when I go to a senior's home and I meet with their family. And it's definitely more uh, of a sophisticated laid back look. So, but, you know, at the same time, a little bit of something interesting. I definitely wear like a, like the brooch I'm wearing now. I definitely wear something like this when I meet with a senior because it brings them back to that time. Oh, yes. I just told a story like a couple of weeks ago to someone when I was in the health field, the ladies would say, I want the nurse with the earrings. And they would just bring their jewelry like, look at all my earrings. Come sit down. So, yes, I already know. They're like, I paid attention. You had those pink earrings on. (laughs) So, yes, they love their jewelry. And brooches. Yeah. Well, these are things that so, people yes. stop wearing. I mean, now I think they're coming wearing. back. Now I, think I also think they're interesting on a hat. I also think they're interesting on a hat. That's another thing people have gotten away from. I'm not a hat kind of girl, but yes, I do see brooches like on the side of like fedora hats and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I have. But I am like, not a hat kind of girl. Wear hats in the winter because it keeps me warm. Wear hats in the winter because it keeps me warm. And I have my grandmother's hat with my and she had this beautiful butterfly pin. Beautiful butterfly. So when I wear it, you know, so when I wear it, she's close to me again. I like her. Yes, your sentimental jewelry piece. Yes, I love it. That's so beautiful. Would you like to share anything to the world? Can I follow you anywhere? Well, uh, well, I can, I can say that um, the the art show in Houston is still happening. It's it's at the um, the Safavia Furniture Store on Route Ten, and I have now I have two two photographs in the show because one sold, and Jeff has one pastel still there because one of his pastels um, sold. But that's a really it's a very interesting show because. It's a lot of artists from the Livingston Art Council were invited to show their work. So it's all different kinds of work. And it's well worth seeing. What had happened was the Art Council lost their space. They lost their gallery. We had a gallery in town center and the store, the space was rented. So we're looking for a new space. And then they came up with this idea of showcasing the worst work at a furniture store. 
So it's there. I don't know how long the show will be there, but it just started uh, last week. So it'll be up at least for a couple of weeks. So if people want or be interested in art, that, that would be a great show. Um, Jeff has a show right now at the Unity Church in Lafayette, New Jersey. He's got eight pieces up. They're all, uh, some of them are original, some of them are G. Clay Prince. And that's a really beautiful show. So that's happening. Yeah. And um, I'm going to be doing an educational seminar up here in Sussex County, um, um, teaching people about how to handle the rising interest rates, how to buy and still win in this market. I'm going to be teaching them uh, different techniques, um, different products that are out there that uh, enable a person to purchase with with a mortgage that is a three, two, one um, buy down. So they can purchase a house, and they get three three points off the first year, two points off the second year, and one point on the third year. So it makes it more manageable for them to buy. And I also have some new programs that I'm working with that will allow a person to actually move. And um, then this company comes in, renovates the house, and they resell it, and then they make the difference in um, in the profit margin. So there, there are a lot of creative programs that I'm offering people now to to address the challenging times in real estate. And so um, if anybody wants more information, they can reach me at, um, it. they can reach me where, where, let's see, that would be the best place for them to reach me would be call me at 973-960-9724. And uh, I'd be more than happy to um, help anybody with any information or questions they might have. All right, you guys heard all of that lovely information. Definitely contact her for real estate in New Jersey, right? New Jersey, Only in New Jersey. Partners all over the world, actually. Okay. Okay. If anybody's thinking about relocating, uh, I work with mm-hmm. uh, people in in my profession who are uh, they serve their clients at a very high level, and they really. And I have some really great partners throughout the United States. So, if somebody's interested in you know wondering, well, what would it be like to move to North Carolina, for example? Uh, I can put them in touch with an agent who can give them information and serve them when the time is right. When the time is right. Okay. So it's my name. I am with the Bacardi Wilson team at Keller Williams um, in Montclair. And I work with my husband and my son. We're a family of realtors. And and we are artists and realtors. Artists of real estate. Artists of real estate. Okay. You guys heard all of that? Definitely replay all you need and take down her number if you are interested in any type of real estate she is definitely the lady to get to thank you guys for tuning in definitely check out my book what's your mean i'm so excited the official date is october 3rd if you want to discover your fashion identity i definitely walk you through my business practices and you also learn about different uh, yeah different exercises for you to practice finding your fashion identity so that you can better position yourself whether it's professional or personal and you'll also just you know just get a better under better understanding of how people went about it because I do have real life client stories in the book as well I'm so mm-hmm. excited So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Say bye to Valerie. And I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. A fashion tool to help you align your wardrobe style with your personal brand. Purchase this book, What's Your Mean? Discover Your Fashion Identity by Makara Reed.